It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. If you'd like to contribute, 317-684-8444. It is 1036 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and it's time for your voicemail. So Brad Kloppenstein was filling in for me the past couple days, yes. and apparently you guys had a conversation about Donald Trump oh, at some did. point. Oh, we did. Yeah. Um, okay, so somebody wanted to call and actually give Brad some props on something that he said. So if they're saying, if somebody is saying that um, President Trump has incited insurrection. We need the definition of insurrection because that didn't happen. Number two, what is Blow Boy doing? The old dementia boy is inciting anything and everything possible, but they're overlooking all that and not charging him with anything, not even wanting to look at anything that he's even saying. Everything that he says, it's lie after lie after lie. Fact check. Been done. I can't believe it. Well, I can't believe it. Anyway, um, Brad Kloppenstein, you're awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so where, where did it go? Did you guys agree? Did you not agree? Did, well, did Brad behave? We were talking about January 6th, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I will give Brad credit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Brad learned a very valuable lesson from the day I had to depants poor Ethan. <laughs> and I think Brad decided to, uh, with good judgment, mm-hmm. kind of back off some of his high level thoughts. Yeah. Because Casey, you have, uh, and the blonde lady before you was good at this too. You know when it starts with me. Like, you can see it mm-hmm. physically when I begin to transform into something I'm not... When you start hulking out. ...proud of. Yeah. When it's brought on normally by the politicians. Some, like, I think I kind of did it last segment, mm-hmm. where I'm always like, it's cool, Casey, we can talk about loser Larry, Bashan, <laughs> and I'll be calm and nice about it. And then I get going, and I just can't... Um, you know, I you just, go off I just, the rails. I despise these people so much mm-hmm. that I'm in. And I've recognized this. And, and normally you try and direct it towards them. Well, right. Not but, the person but, in the studio No, no, no. no you. But, but you know, <laughs> like, you know, you knew. I don't think you knew to the extent I tried to warn you when they hired you. But like Mock knew before you, this is what you get with me. <laughs> I'm a wonderful human being about 99% of my existence. <laughs> and off the air, I'm great. But I have this trigger mechanism mm-hmm. when I start thinking about what these scumbags in Washington, D.C. and at the state capitol down the street from us and even in our local communities, which we'll get to that next hour, what they have done to this incredible nation and they, how they have just stood in the way of American exceptionalism and how they are they're just the cause of so much heartache and hardship that's going on that is totally needless and it is of their actions. And there is something that that pulls that mechanism and I just I am in you know I'm, I'm fine right like I'm not going to do something that's going to in in put me in a in a post office or on a watch list but you just 
you know, mm-hmm. and Brad mm-hmm. saw that beginning to develop. We were having a conversation about Trump on January 6th. I think he wisely remembered how it ended for Ethan. Mm-hmm. And, and he backed off. And Age and Wisdom saw Kloffenstein Stein say, this is not going to end well, and he did a very nice job. Mm-hmm. So I think that— Kev, is that not a fair assessment of what—I mean, you're the neutral observer. You were here yesterday. Is that a fair assessment? I think it's fair. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just glad someone didn't call Brad a punk, like that one <laughs> voicemail we got that one time. Well, I think that caller was talking about Joe Biden. Of course, he was at the Mother Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina yesterday, and we're going to get to that uh, after 11 o'clock. But then I think it was on Friday, he gave that speech that was very fiery, and yes. he was very passionate, and he was yelling at times. And I was going back and forth with uh, one of my girlfriends. Courtney and we were talking about the different candidates who are running and you know what do you think of this person and that person and I asked her you know what did you think about that speech from Biden and and she kind of expressed the same thing that I'm feeling like I just can't even anymore with him and she said I couldn't even watch it just because of his rhetoric and it's like past the point of even wanting to hear it. Well Brad and I had this conversation yesterday about how disinterested people are in politics and it goes back to what we kind of talked about the last segment and why people don't engage in politics. And a big part of it is that like when you look at the choices Mm -hmm. and good people simply do not want to be involved. And they say the, the, to steal a phrase from you, the juice is not worth the squeeze. Like if you're some sort of, and I used to run into this all the time where like prominent business people who I thought, man, you'd be great at serving on this board or this commission. And they would, and they would simply say, not going to do it. And a great example of this, uh, I had a guy who was a local dentist in town. He was totally non-political, and I said, you will be perfect for this specific board and commission because it deals with analytical people who will make the right choice and keep politics out of this thing that's getting politicized. And he, he was against it. I said, look, I'll I'll protect you. It'll be fine. I won't put anything too hot, hot button on your plate. And he said, okay, I'll do it. And I might have fibbed to him a little bit because I really wanted him to do it. And I put something really hot button on his plate and he made the right choice. He made the correct choice that an analytical person who takes the politics out of something would and it proved to be very successful. But it pissed off a bunch of people primarily in the school system at the time and they start going into this guy's dentist office and their patients of his and going you better correct this or we're not going to come here anymore. And he finally came to me after his, at the end of the year and said Uh, I'm not doing this anymore because it's not worth losing business. Mm -hmm. And so what you get, to go back to the conversation we had last segment, you get just losers and leeches and liars and and sewer dwellers who get into politics because they don't have anything to lose. They don't, you know, get super prominent you know business people who want to do it because they have something to to lose you get these people who not only they have nothing to lose they have everything to gain so they suck up and cozy up to these donors and lobbyists and people who can help enrich them both in some cases monetarily and in power structure well the latest gallup poll shows that there is not a single top u.s government official who currently has an approval rating over 50 percent what what was the what was that again it's gallup poll they, yeah who they was came it though there's not a single top U.S. government official that has an approval rating over 50%. Well, how could they? Right. Look at the country. Yeah. Look, I mean, I mean, if these people ran your business, if, if you're driving down the road right now and you're a business owner or you're somebody who works for a business, doesn't matter. If you're a business owner and you hired these people who run our government, both state and federal, 
to run your business, how long would you be in business? Think about down the street from us. They made a billion-dollar mistake on Medicaid. And to my knowledge, no one has been fired. And are they talking about it? They're not talking about it. They're saying it's going to be not controversial this session. Uh, How about the money that's just poof? Because they will wait until they get reelected, and Mm. then next year under the new governor, they will move for... Uh, they'll probably use a term like revenue enhancement, <laughs> tax increases, right? And they recognize what are you what are you going to do about it? If you work for a company, would you want Joe Biden or Chuck Schumer or this Johnson guy or mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy running your if you depend running the company that you depend on to earn your living? Of course, the answer is no. No right. one would want these people. All right. Uh, hey, we have another call. Gert call. Oh! We haven't heard from her in a while, so it's time. Hey, dudes. It's Gert. Listening to you Monday. I need to remind you of what the singer, comedian Gary Mulder said, his grandpa said. Politicians should serve two terms. The first term in office the second term in prison. <laughs> and I do believe there's a lot of truth in that. Keep up the good work. Love you all. Mm. Bye. Who, who said that? Which comedian? Gary someone. It doesn't matter. It's spot on. I wonder Gert. if there's like audio of that. That'd be a great liner. You should get on that as our producer. I'm going to yeah. check it out. You do some research. This would, have, this would involve you having to do some actual work, Kevin, <laughs> but I think you can handle it. I can do it. 